I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled the top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. Okay, when I wrote this out, it looked a lot easier to read, especially without bifocals, but I'm going to say it. Merriam-Webster defines a pack as a group or pile of related objects. And filler as a piece used to cover or fill in a space between two parts of a structure. Put them together and you have Pat and Mark, otherwise known simply as Pack Filler. Hey, everybody. You have found us, the uh, guys representing the non-dopers, the humans, the nameless, the faceless participants who just want to get out and play. Welcome to another edition of the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. And I don't know. I mean, if someone gave me the shot of EPO, I might try it. You know, as a, I, mean, a I haven't paid for my license yet, so like, I, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting just to you know to just see shit that wow that shit works. But I bet it'd be addicting though. I bet you'd be like, oh, oh I got to use this every day. It's and, not, so, yeah. It, but I'm just saying, if I had that opportunity, I'm not for it. I think it's it, it'd be a horrible thing to do. But I can't <laughs> say that I'd be like, uh, you know, I wonder if I could run Bloomsday a little faster. Really. I, uh, you know, I just go yeah. to, you know, just go to run Bloomsday that one time. It's you know. like, Jesus, man, Mark did, Mark did his regular Bloomsdays every year in about whatever time. And then there was that one year that he just totally blew the doors off of it. And, and then, then the next year he, he suffered like, yeah, he <laughs> like eight minutes off of his overall time. It's like a minute per mile. Well, I just had my shit together that year, sir. I think if you were to couple that with anabolic steroids, you might see some real results. Exactly. Is it too soon to make sprinter jokes? No. Okay. Legless sprinter jokes? Oh, goodness. Might be a little soon. Paint might be a little wet on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
Um, maybe not jokes. We could talk about it, but yeah, I mean, I was reading that today a little bit about how uh, he's he's saying, "Hey, didn't do it." Yeah, but they've already found needles and syringes and oh, all that that's shit true too. in his house, and they found a bloodied cricket bat, and um, he she was shot once outside the bathroom, and then shot three more times through the door of the bathroom. I just I I'm classic in- road rage, boys and girls. Yeah, road I don't know. Rage. I, Not road I, rage. Yeah, road that's, rage is yeah, that's something when they you throw, and I get. That's when they throw forties at you. No, I uh, I don't know though. I mean, I will say this on every criminal case, and you know, I mean, I defended Lance to the bitter end, but uh, we both did. Yeah, and I mean, we we gotta yeah, suck that one up. Yeah, it's, it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're not right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do say that what you see in the news oftentimes is through a lens of what the news wishes to show you. And it's very different from a criminal case. Having, having had criminal cases that were in the news yeah. myself, um, you know, where everybody says he's, he's guilty, there's no way, and then you can get the guy to walk. You know, you're telling me Fox News lies to me. Fox News lies to me. Well, I mean, they are top of the charts as far as the unreliable news. What? So they're winners. They no, are. no, no, no. I don't know if they lie or not. I just think they're perceived as being less than truthful. But I mean, they say oh. fair and balanced whenever they whenever they can. Absolutely. It does appear. I'm not sure yet. I've only been able to handle like five minutes watching. I can't. But it appears. It does appear that they may may have an anti-Obama slant. And I'm not sure. It would just seem, you know, odd. You know, little things like when the president takes three weeks of vacation a year and they call him the laziest president in U.S. history, whereas George Bush took nine. Um, No, George Bush was working on that ranch. He was cutting shit down. He was. And and all kinds of stuff like that. Nobody can see the sarcasm in my face right now. (laughs) But, I mean, you know what the funny part is, is I George... George W. Bush was probably out there, you know, going, just give me a day of hauling brush because yeah. at least I can figure that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put it in the truck, George. <laughs> oh, OK. Got it. <laughs> Backfiller co- podcast, in case you've been wondering, has gone to political stance and um, we're going to completely switch. We're not going to talk about bikes and shit anymore. We're going to talk about. Oh, uh, we could. Government. I, I think. But I mean, my slant is is more definitely not right. The, you yeah, know, you know, and George W. rode a bike, though, did he not? He's a fit guy. He ran a marathon I, at a fairly fast time. I think he actually was seen on a trek with Lance. No, he he actually works out. I mean, I don't agree with the man's politics. My understanding is he's a nice guy, and uh, well, he worked yeah. out like a fiend. Really? Yeah, he worked out all the time. Wow! And like ran every day. You know, he worked out like a fiend. You know, because <laughs> he was chasing puppies. Look at that. I'm going to follow you home, you cute little son of a bitch. Suddenly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's gone even, even worse. I just, you know, I do think that if you are the leader of the free world, go ahead and hire someone to cut the brush. I'm just saying. I mean, I maybe, you know, just go ahead and. Yeah, just saying, you know, I mean, there are people to mow the White House lawn. I there mean, are. You, you don't, there are. That's what Forrest time, Gump is for. Your time may be better spent elsewhere. Hey, uh, speaking of perfect time to say thanks to uh, our sponsors, <laughs> the Sufferfest. Thanks to Dave McQuillan over at the Sufferfest. Tour of Sufferlandria was epic. We won't talk about Mark's experience of the tour of Sufferlandria. He had some download problems. Um, but it was a great week. It was a great week for me. Um, I did all of them. Yeah, you were, I mean, you were 
dedicated. I I did. I was. I did. You, yeah. I did every single one. And yeah. I, I'm not lying. I lost seven pounds. Mar, uh, Roger. Oh shit! I said it first. Drink. D R I N K. Um, I, I, he, he was giving me shit about saying I lost seven pounds in a week and he said it was probably water weight. Are you dehydrated? And I wanted to look at him like an angry menstruating woman. Just like, how dare you say it's just water weight, asshole. I was so offended, but I haven't gained it back. Well, I haven't had a glass of water. In yeah, that's weeks, true. I mean, but, you, you are know. looking a little poon-like. Why? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, God. Is there sand in this beer? I'm going to ride the wave of glory. (laughs) Screw you, Roger. I haven't peed in three days. Actually, I did, but it just went... The other day, I shat a raisin, and it was a kidney. (laughs) I'm not giving it up, though. I've got two. Asshole. (laughs) I've got one more. I'm losing so much weight. Oh, oh, God bless it. But uh, it was awesome, and I'm so happy to have lost that. So far, lost the weight. Um, thanks to another sponsor of ours, Road ID. Go check our links for the Sufferfest and for Road ID, and click on those links. Go buy some shit and uh, enjoy it. We've we still got. I still have a couple Sufferfest video codes left in our stash. So if you want to go onto iTunes, rate us, and include the word "suffer" in the rating, you may do that. Oh, the last person who did that, they, they included a rating, and then they included an email to me saying that uh, they love the show, but uh, I think they gave you a couple points down because you mentioned Eddie Merckx and uh, Harry Potter in the same sentence once. So I'm going to have to go back onto the tapes and, and double-check on that one, because if it is so... That's probably true. That's the, You that's, might have to broadcast from outside. That's well-deserved. If, if I did, I... Uh... I'm going to go ahead and just say I probably did. I mean, I'm dumb enough to do that. I apologize profusely to uh, really all of our listeners. I mean, because they're, I mean. I would would like to challenge you before the night is over to compare Katniss Everdeen and Sean Kelly. If you could do that, I think you've redeemed yourself because that is an ultimate challenge. But not now, not now. I'm saying before the show is over. As an analogy or a metaphor? I, it's your choice. <laughs> Simile, whatever you want. So I can, okay, I can do yeah. that. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I've already got one. That just oh, I've got, a, I've got it right now. Okay. Well, we, I think we need to slip it into the show somewhere. Okay, we'll I should give you a challenge for every show. Sean which, Kelly and Katniss, and Katniss Everdeen. Everdeen. Oh, it's so freaking easy. Okay. Okay. You, that's not a hard one. Um, I would like to say thanks to a couple more people, especially uh, Gage Strumberg over at River City Red. We are not enjoying his fare tonight because we didn't get a growler over in time to enjoy a little bit of that tonight. Um, my fault. Do we know like uh, what, what local pubs are serving that? We do, and, and that's going to be a part of the show here coming up soon. Gage Strumberg and, and the crew over at River City Red have uh, agreed to, to talk with us about becoming potentially the... Uh, the suds of the show, the, the official suds of the Pack Filler podcast, and uh, what we'll be doing with, with Gage, and we're going to be actually having a little tasting here in, on one of our next group gathering shows. We're going to be out down just, the brewery. Just to stop Pat for one second, there he is. With, if, you, if we were online right now, he'd be sitting there. He looked like he had two little tiny teacups up in his hand, like we were going to be daintily tasting beer. Let's face it. If it's not in a 16-ounce, I don't want it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I'm not sure what you're tasting. This you're is right. beer. This, this is, is not tea. God, this is the world. 
world of wine tasting, and I effing hate wine tasting, by the way. Oh, I I've kind of never, enjoy it. I don't, because they give you this tiny little one-ounce bullshit pour, and then they expect you to swirl and sniff and swirl and sniff. Pour me a full glass, and I'll tell you what I think by the end of it. This is good. Shit's all right. Well, I mean, that's... Shit's good for thinning out paint. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, <laughs> yeah, going down and uh, doing, like, the wineries in Walla Walla, that's yeah. fun, because you can just buy a glass. I like that. Yeah, I think I would prefer to do that. The whole tasting and then spitting it out, that seems like nonsense. Oh my How do you get a buzz? Yeah, exactly. I'm, uh, I'm not sure I understand that. The they do have free chocolate chips at those places. Delicious. At all the wineries? Well, just some of them. My uncle owns one of them, and he doesn't serve chocolate chips. They're delicious. He earns you a gigantic plate of fuck off. Hmm, well, I mean, that'll cleanse your palate. <laughs> it, will. it will. Boot up your assitis. Uh, we're going to be going over to River City Red. We're going to be uh, drinking the uh, the beers that they're offered up this year and uh, hopefully going to be talking to a couple of riders on the River City Red team and, and laughing and having some old tales, which would be a good one. Just look, Stay tuned for that one here happening, I'm thinking the first, second week of March, I think, if we can get it, if we can all be there. And uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of drinking beer. How's your training going, Mark? Pretty good. Really? Yeah, pretty good. I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, posts on you on my phone, mm-hmm. all sweaty, and I'm I'm really glad I know the context in which it comes from. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, part of that's from uh, just the joy of my wife and my vasectomy. The other part... <laughs> <laughs> the other Hi, honey! <laughs> the, other piece of, the other piece of that is, is truly training. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been a little more inside than I'd want. I don't have the mountain bike with studs. I think it's looking like I'm going to have a mountain bike and, and be trained up on it for the 24 hour race. We're doing that. <laughs> no better time than the present. Well, I'll be trained up. I mean, I think yeah. I can train pretty well for the mountain, for the 24 hour race on the road. I mean, yeah. get some good fitness. And, yeah. Power and, miles. And yeah. Things like that. And the nice part is, is, I mean, a couple of weeks off road just to get some, you know, so I'm getting the technique. I am not a mountain bike rider. I haven't ridden off-road really in years, so what's, it'll be interesting. What's your inseam? Uh, 34. Uh, mine might be a little small, but you could take mine. Nah, I'll buy one. I okay. like buying stuff. Okay. I like, I like stuff. So uh, 24 hours around the clock, which yep. is happening. Uh, the, it's Memorial Day. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Okay, I always screw up my three-day weekends. But uh, that one's happening pretty soon, and that one's going to be a lot of fun. That no. is a hoot of a race. You will not race that. I cannot. I'm announcing it. All right. But I think you could. We could just win. switch out. Why not? Uh, We're all going to be there. Shit. I mean, you're looking at if a four-man team once you every four hours. You have suddenly taken my excuse and shoved it in a sock. And beating me to death with it. I kind of did. You yeah. called in the code red. I did. Damn I did it. call in. You you asked for the truth, and you can't handle the truth. I can. Ha- <laughs> I can't handle the truth. Thank you for getting my stupid reference. <laughs> um, I'm the man who stands on the wall. You want me <laughs> oh on God. that wall? You know this too well. Um, <laughs> wow, that's something to think about. Although, yeah, well something to think about shit yeah okay not gonna trust me with a microphone no exactly i've done (laughs) shit on this show before and i've regretted the hell out of it oh my god i never forget my chris froom time trial bet that cost me like 
six weeks of beer. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I, I think I've told you, I was telling you about before we went on the air that I'm using that trainer road stuff and it's, it's freaking awesome. It's been great. And I've been training indoors. I bought a new trainer. The, the old antique stationary bike is out of the, is out of the room. You say it's an antique. And it kind of is, but it still has a carbon frame. No, I'm I mean, talking about my, my old stationary Tunturi that was here. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed that, that uh, you know, the Smithsonian came and picked it up. Oh, my God. I wish they would because my wife and I had to get it downstairs. And I pretty, I'm pretty sure that if she would have been pregnant, she would have had the kid carrying that thing down the stairs. It is just a beast. Why didn't you donate it? Because I might use it again someday. Who would take it? And on our next episode of Hoarders. <laughs> Who would take it, though? I am not a hoarder. I have 18 working bicycles in this house. I am not a hoarder. And a stationary bike that I remember being in Roger's house, Drink. No, um, no. Yep. That was never in Roger's that house. That was drink. in Roger's house. Drink. It was in 19. No, it wasn't. My father bought this one. This there was, was one ours. just like it from okay, a rebate. Okay, but there... it wasn't the one, was it? How many could there have been? There are Tunturi. It was a big brand in the 80s. Who had it? Lots of people. I'll bet it was your dad's. You just didn't notice it. It was gone because no. you were on the road. It was after oh, Roger got hit, and hit by the car. I rode the F out of that thing. Drink. And I did. You, I don't have to drink. You said his name. So I went out and purchased the Kinetic. That's the same trainer, trainer. I have. Is it really? Yep, and I love it. It's a good It's a good deal. The fluid, I mean, again, Kinetic. Kirk Kinetic does not sponsor us in any way, shape, or form, although they should. Uh, great, great trainer. I love it. And I got the old steel steed up there, man. Custom-made steel road bike. It's a good-looking bike, actually. I mean, I think the lines on it, I've always liked. Um, it's from a local guy. I don't know yeah. if he's still making. He's... Unfortunately, Gary's not around anymore. Oh, did at he least pass away? Same. No, I'm sure he's alive. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, but Harry Gary, and yeah. uh, he, he made some pretty frames back in the day. Beautiful bikes. And so I've been I've been spending a lot of time on that bad boy, and I have discovered um, two completely opposite realms of the spectrum in terms of uh, TV entertainment while I'm doing my trainer road workouts. I've discovered Downton Abbey, and I've discovered American Horror Story. Have you seen either of those shows? American Horror, like it's like hoarders. No, horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, like scary. Ah, I, I saw the W H O R one E one, and that's a different American genre. Horror all, story, different different genre altogether. Absolutely, and uh, it's probably probably not something you want to watch on your trainer. I believe it's the Pat McQuaid story. Yeah, yeah. No, um, American Horror Story. I haven't seen it. It's I, freaky shit. I will tell you. It was a t- it's a TV series. It's still going right now. Mm-hmm. But it is it is as. I, I, yeah, it's it's decent. It's over the top. It's it's really freaky, and it's good to watch. And so I've been doing that, switching that. When I can't handle enough of that, when I can't handle that anymore, it's freaking me out too much. I'll switch to Downton Abbey, and I I kind of understand why it's so popular. I mean, there you can, can kind of get in touch with the characters. And oddly enough, as as much as I hate to admit this, and I would love to make fun of you for watching Downton Abbey. Because um, I always thought it was Downtown Abbey. Downtown? It's Downton. I mean, but like when people, were, when I'd see it, you know, advertised and it's from Downtown Abbey, I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah. And then. Uh, yo, my, welcome to Downtown yo, Abbey. Hey, yeah, you want to go meet Downtown Abbey? She's a hot one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. 
<laughs> that is the horror yeah, version. Yeah, American that, Horror. Yeah, it's, it's a good one also. Yeah. Um, but uh, with Downtown Abbey, <laughs> American Horror Story. Yeah. Story with Downtown Abbey. The, oh my God! But you no, just I watched the two it. Genres. I, I watched it, and uh, um, the I, the only episode I've seen is the season three finale. See, I've, I've just started with season one. And I'm I I have to follow. I'm very linear in my TV. Program. I had no idea what it was even about, and yeah. my wife had watched it, and she Whoa. said, "You might like it. You want to watch it." And it turned out to be the finale. And by the way, the they pull punches with that show. They are not afraid yeah. to do mean things to the characters you care about. Um, Don't say that, son of a bitch! I haven't got there yet. That's all I said. I'm just saying, you know. Oh, great. Tearjerker. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, it was remarkably good. Remarkably good. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with it. And it's fun to ride your bike to, so it, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty time. good. Yeah. Um, and as I said, I am now, I've lost seven pounds for Tour Separate Landry. I've lost uh, two more since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping with the 20 pounds, 20 races, and stuff like that in, in 2013. If I make it to 20, if I make it to 12 pounds, I'm going to reward myself. And I've decided how I'm going to reward myself. Oh, it's her. Have you seen the Giro Empire cycling shoes? No. Okay. While we're talking, I'm going to bring them up. And right. um, you need to see these things. Um, I may have seen them, actually, come to think of it. Somebody posted them on Facebook, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, I posted them, them to a... Uh, bring them up. I may have seen them. I posted them a while ago to... Um, actually, let me go to Google Images. That's easier. They're a different looking shoe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, lace yeah, up, laces. baby, lace yeah. up. Yeah, T- and Taylor Finney. They made them kind of a one off for Taylor Finney in the in the Giro. And uh-huh. I, the more I read about them, and they finally released them to everybody. The more I read about them, the more I went, "Oh shit, damn! Those are my next cycling shoes. Those are so cool." Mm-hmm. And I love the retro element of them. What's the point of the laces? Um, they say it's a custom fit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, and so I they've remember, got this new way of doing it. Well, that's not a the ratchet, that's, not a Velcro strap. These things called eyelets and laces that you can tighten each eyelet, correct? Yeah. Wow, that's just groundbreaking. It's, it is. Well, you know what? I'm wondering if we've been overthinking this shit for too long. Or, I mean, are they coming up with zippered pants next? I mean, holy cow. No guys. button fly, bitch. <laughs> button fly. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Levi had it right. Um, yeah, you know he did. Um, but I, oh man, I just love the look of them. I, I don't. They probably might not be as efficient as a big old retro. I mean, big old ratcheting strap over the top. But oh, I just love them. I think they're gorgeous. Depends on the, the depends on the fabric too, though, because they may be able to do more with laces depending on what's coming up the sides. It because... is a breathable synthetic of some sort. So no, it's not leather, and it's not probably what we all should be riding, but. But what I'm saying is, is like the the problem with cycling shoes is if they're too soft, is you lose energy when you when you push and pull because you're yeah. sloshing. Yeah, and your so foot's you moving want around. your foot basically glued to the pedal. Yeah, it can't move. So, given the you know the fabrics available, I suppose you could put laces on it and it would work. You know. I mean, yeah, things have changed since 1982. No, 84 is when I got my first clipless pedal. Sure, sure has changed. Um, as far as bikes, yeah, you know, I just, mean, just a titch, just a titch, yeah. Um, but it's been God. You, you, we both had a great weekend here in Spokane. It was it was actually weather enough that we could get out. Fifty degrees, yeah, Fahrenheit? on Saturday, yeah, yeah, Fahrenheit. 
Yeah, yeah, not Celsius. exactly. Celsius, not Celsius. I think it'd be quite warm. Yeah, that'd be a little over the top. Mm-hmm. But it was it was finally nice to finally get out and do something. Oh, oh my God, I missed it. Yeah, and I realized, you know, the indoor training's going well, and I'm I'm on this. 18-week training program, which is going to take me well into dry roads, Mm -hmm. but it's all based on indoors, so I don't know how I'm going to convert that over, but I'm hoping I can. You might be able to. I mean, just find some flat road and do some intervals and then then schedule a ride around it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Are you planning any uh, swim bike runs this year? Like planning in order to put them on? Yes. Uh, However, I, I... Really, just need to sit down with the calendar and and yeah. do them. So I'm, I won't next show. I will, but this. I think this it's one I yeah. I think it's it. time to probably start picking those ones. We do have. You need to throw down. I mean, if we're going to get twenty races in, I'm game. Twenty start lines, and it, that can be should be if you're at twenty start lines, barring a mechanical or an injury, it should be twenty finishes. Yeah, should yeah, really yeah, be yeah. twenty finish lines. The start lines don't matter as much. Are we about to alter the plans? Can you alter a, a promise? Hard to say because, like, if you get injured or something, or you have a mechanical or something like that, so it, you just show up at a start line, two steps, fuck it. Yeah, this is just I didn't feel good, but hey, I, oh. I don't know. I don't think you and I are like that. So I mean, no. if you're going to start the race, you'll finish it. Yeah. So um, I, and and when I originally, I think you know, we could go back and and look at the tapes. Um, it was a promise to. And and they didn't necessarily have to all be cycling events. Mm-hmm. No. For example, the, the well, it is cycling event, but twenty four hour race. I figure counts. I figure. Um, oh, I agree. You know, if you're doing a try this year, I'd like to do it. And I think I talked about it on an off road, a trail run, half marathon. Oh, I think that'd be fun. Um, the one thing that I think is kind of crazy is uh, one of the local races that used to be really big. It's it's not as big now, but I mean, it still has some uh, prestige. Is Troika has yeah. moved way up on the calendar. Oh, they have May thirtieth. Oh, wow! Yeah, Which okay. I believe would be Memorial Day weekend. Uh, that's not good for the rest of us who are doing an off-road twenty-four hour race. Not really, because it doesn't go anywhere near where no. we are. But no, I mean it's not going to be good because we can't do it. Yeah, that's true. And that's I'm true. not a triathlete, but and I've said half. I'm not a triathlete. It's a half. That's a half Ironman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm... I you got to be ready for something like that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to train to race and do a half Ironman, uh, that's quite a commitment. Yeah. We do have our first... Um, what I've, I'd like to consider a new classic road race happening in about seven or eight weeks here. We do have... Um, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, Alan, if I'm going to make you mad at me, but I don't necessarily like the name of it. Um, the Ronde Van Palouse... Um, the Palouse is an area outside of our city, our fine city here, which is basically, if you consider a sea of wheat and rolling hills, um, think about that. And uh, that is what the Ronde Van Palouse is. I think they should just call it something other than Ronde because I think that's, you got the Ronde Vlander and, you know, it's, you got the Tour of Flanders, you know, stuff like that. You can call it the Tour of the Palouse. Anyway, that's my personal opinion. Well, I mean, I it, believe they can certainly take that under advisement. I don't. I'm sure they don't give a shit. Um, yeah, but probably true. Regardless of what they call it, it's an epic freaking race. Oh yeah. Well, um, for those of you who've been on our Facebook page and seen the video of the last time you guys did that, I was fortunate enough to be walking around with a camera in my hand. It was a treat. It was. It was. It was a death march. It was. It it's, was. It's hard. It's, it's a high hard winds, rolling hills, and how long of it is dirt. Most. Really? No, about half. About half. Half of a lap. Yeah. How many laps is it? Is it two just laps? Two, just yeah. two. And it's it's brutal. 
Every year has been brutal. Yeah, it's not nice. It's and not nice at all. I, I assume we're all doing it. I need dates. There is a trip to Orlando that I'm taking. Oh. What are you going to Orlando for? Um, Never mind if you don't need to tell me. Disney World. Oh. my Yeah, we taking the kids to Disney World. Um, I did that with my kid, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I May th- I recommend uh, the Universal Studios? No, that's where we're going. Oh, we're, good, 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 well, good, we're going to spend, yeah, I mean, yeah, taking the whole thing. So. Okay, Rendezvous on Palouse is Saturday, April 13th. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Um, and it is, we will be doing, depending on what category we do, well, it's, it's, it's you know, it's not that bad. It's 50 miler, three laps. For masters, yep, masters three laps, men, uh, everything else is three laps. Everybody's three laps. Yeah, the one or t- ones twos are four laps. Um, I fortunately enough was smart enough to downgrade myself from a cat two mm-hmm. to a. Uh, what are we now? You, you might be a four. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was a decision I made under duress from the man who we all have to drink when we say his name. But I think it was a good idea, to be honest, even though I'm going to race masters in it. But uh, 50 miles, so 50 miles, three laps. And high winds, it is it is the closest thing we got to a classic. And I love those early season races like that. I'm not planning on leaving during, happy, though. During? Not so much. After? Mm-hmm. Much better. It's going to suck. It's going to suck donkey balls. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's happening. So, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to film something. I'm yeah. going to put cameras all over my bike or oh, something yeah. like that. Um, before we get to topic, I do want to say uh, congratulations again, unsolicited, to our friends over at Two Wheel Transit. Um, they're, they, I've, been, I've been going there. They're good pals of mine, and they're opening their grand opening tonight, their re-grand opening. They've changed locations. Down in Perry? Yeah. Down in yeah, Perry. Down in Perry District. Yeah. yeah. And they have that going on tonight, giveaways, party, and a ladies' night, and that happens all the way through Saturday. Not the ladies' night, but... Two-wheel uh, transit has a ladies' Has a ladies' night, night they said they are going to do I'm just trying. I would almost like to film that. (laughs) (laughs) They were mounting the poles to the ceiling as I got there. I'm kidding. Let's be honest. It's two wheel transit. Ladies' night. Yeah, Yeah. that's YouTube all over it. (laughs) (laughs) That's like off of. I mean, that's just. (laughs) Yeah, but I want to. I want to congratulate those guys. You know, uh, changing changing digs like that is a cool one, and that's that's going to be all right. So we got a that's lot. Like, of... I mean, that's like Sean Kelly playing squash or Katniss Everdeen playing Jeopardy. I mean, like, really, are you utilizing your talents that well? I mean, come on, drink, everybody. He did it. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> he fit it in, bitches. So there you go. So <laughs> so smooth. So smooth. <laughs> like a mocha porter. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about the local bike shop myth and stuff like that. but Oh, let's hear it. No, I'm just saying I just want to support all the local bike shops. Oh, I absolutely. That's a big deal. You and you know, and um, I, I find myself looking around online and I'll go, oh, my God, you know, this is so much cheaper here. But then I realize that so much cheaper over here isn't trying to probably put food on their tables. So. Well, I at don't least know. not as much. It, and, it, you know, it goes both ways. I think you can run a shop and make it economical and make and give good value. Yeah, if there's service behind it. Yeah, if your local shop is providing service um, and is providing to the community and giving back. Great. If you have a local shop that is just out there to make a buck, then you know what? I mean, yeah, we, we're you know, 
I so's everybody online. Yeah. And if you have no loyalty to me, if you have a local shop that shows loyalty to you, to its customers and is there for you, that's, that's what you should support. How often do you use service? How often do you bring a bike in for repairs after our careers of bike racing? How often do you use service? Next to never. Neither do I. Um, I, I will, if like Roger's busy drink, um, Mark and, yeah. but I mean, you know, like, yeah, usually I know enough people that, can fix my bike. Yeah, I do. Me. I do a lot of my stuff, and there's something on the on the topic of the night that I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But there, yeah, there's occasionally something that I'm like, "What the hell? I cannot figure this out." Mm-hmm. And that's where I like it. But I mean, to be honest, and and not to bash, uh, but in my cycling career, I've probably done that maybe ten times in my cycling career since the '80s. Maybe I'll say twenty times. I took my bike in right before Iron Man because I just needed all the cables changed, like probably two weeks before Iron Man. Yeah. Get all the cables changed out by Tim because Tim does a good job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that's probably the last time I took my – so that was five years ago. Okay. See? Yeah. Um, but when I say service, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about no. you go and you buy a product from them and they'll stand behind, behind it if something goes wrong. You – Go and look for the latest and greatest, and maybe they give you a deal here, but you buy their bike, buy a bike from them, or yeah. you know, you have somebody in your corner that's actually giving you something besides product. If you're looking for cheap products, your local bike shop isn't where you'll find it. Yeah, and somebody who even just says, "Hey, Mark," when you walk in the door, or something like that. After you, you know, if you're going there frequently enough, I think you got to earn that. But well, I think you got to spend money there, and I think you know, you you need to, you know, it's part of. I guess the culture, and it's something you and I grew up with, yeah. was the culture of the bike shop and everything else and the people who supported you as a racer. And and that's very important to local communities. But I, I will always say this. If you have a local bike shop and they don't necessarily know you or support you or give you any service, then really uh, don't support them just because they're a bike shop. I mean, and you can agree with that. I yeah, think. oh, absolutely. You yeah, know, yeah. there's some great bike shops here in town that have supported riders for years. One bike shop that I don't know if I've loved how they turn wrenches so much. Um, I've only I've, I haven't really dealt with them that much, so I don't know how well their, their service department is. Yeah. But Fitness Fanatics, I mean, hands down, I can walk in there. They know who I am, and I don't go there that often. And yeah. I'm happy to pay a little extra for this or that. And they 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 ser- they sell not only bikes, but they sell, um, you know. They sell everything. Oh, yes. Cross-country ski gear. A lot of triathlete, mm-hmm. triathlon-based sales out of there. Uh, smart smart on Robin's part, too, to do it that way. But yeah. I, I say I've always been treated really well there. Um, and they know who you are and it makes you feel comfortable. And they, they support local athletes like you wouldn't believe and give discounts and yeah. make it like... That's where things get screwy for me, though, is where these guys are... You know, we got uh, you got... Athletes, just because they participate in the scene, expect to walk into a bike shop and get a discount. I mean, I, th- I, I can probably just imagine how many bike shop owners are constantly flooded with the, what can you give me for it? You know, well, I found it here cheaper, la, 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 la. That's not what they, they're in the business to make some make a living. They're not in the business just to make you happy. Oh, I couldn't agree more, but I still think, you know, the bike shop owners have to work 10 times harder. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately that's true. And you know, they seem to be surviving. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I haven't so. seen, I hope so. You know, I see the old, the old school bike shops kind of closing down. The one thing that is really sad is that you can't cater to kids anymore. No. 
I mean, kids yeah. just do not ride bikes. Yeah, it used to be that thing where you could sell little Johnny a little BMX bike, and you could, you know, you could keep him going. I remember when I There's was a your super, bread and butter. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I used to take my bike to the little Schwinn shop to get my flats repaired because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, and you you would go there by yourself, isn't it? Yeah. That? Today we are convinced that our children, should they leave our front yard, the the protected bubble, Abduction. there is literally one hundred pedophiles waiting oh to yeah it's like a zombie fence they're just waiting for you to exit as soon as you cross that threshold you're you're but infected it, but in a way it's hard because I, I mean i look at it as a parent too of, you know with a daughter no less and when she gets older if none of the other kids are out playing why would she go ride her bike you know yeah no i mean I, it yeah. is gonna be i mean it is i don't know i mean it's almost like a piece of americana i mean but yeah local bike shop I, I think it's great, but yeah, it's odd that you can't cater towards kids. You can find the occasional really competitive kids' bike, which is cool. Um, yeah, but that's a high end piece of equipment. It's a big purchase, big for especially purchase. for an eight year old. Yep, you're going to have to find. I mean, for a lot of those kids, flatline kids' bikes, you're going to have to probably go to a Costco or something stupid like that. But you know, I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked around enough local bike shops to see what I can find and in, in, in how that goes. So. Oh, nor have I. I mean, but what I'm saying is, is I think if you're a bike shop owner, you're catering towards people our age. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, which is nice. It makes us feel special, but. Yeah, but we can be douchebags when it comes to price point. I am. Yeah. But I actually go to a local bike shop probably once, twice a year specifically to buy something full price. Absolutely. I do. I mean, yeah. I literally will go and buy like a pair of Rudy Projects full price, even though I have a pro code Yeah. Um, through, you know, Trifusion, the local club. I've yeah. had codes there to get great deals on, on Rudy Projects. I've had, and I'll literally go in just to buy something full price from a bike shop every now and then. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't know. I, a bike I, is hard for me to necessarily purchase unless I've priced it out. A bike is a hard thing for me yeah. to say, I'm going to pay $5,000 for this bike or $10,000 for this bike when I can buy it on eBay for $3,000. Yeah, and especially if you difficult. know what size and componentry you're looking for. That, you know, I think the local bike shop is going to be key in that element of people who don't know necessarily what they need or what size or what things like that. I bought Jackson's 29 inch mountain bike uh, from 
local bike shop simply because I I didn't know his size, I didn't know what he was going to need, and and all those things. And I was I was more than happy to pay their full price for it because they 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 taught me about what he needs for that bike. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to go out and buy a brand new road bike for me, it's going to be tough. Although I would definitely make a point. My my most recent mountain bike I bought, believe it or not, used from a local bike shop. Fine. Full suspended, beautiful, high-end, carbon, all kinds of shit mountain bike. And uh, it was a great deal. And, and the guy the guy took care of me. I mean, he was a friend of mine. So you know, I'll say it. And Tim Arnold over at Bicycle Butler always. took good care of me. Tim's, so, yeah. Tim's always, I think Tim's, he's great behind a wrench. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, he's always, he's always taken care of me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really a lot of times who I talk about someone who really doesn't even support my genre of cycling as much. Yeah. He does, but he's a mountain biker to the core and he absolutely supported road cycling with all his heart and soul always. And he carries Choach. I don't know if you remember Choach bicycles. Clay Geitman. Had a choke. I had bike, a choke too, and it was very pretty. And he wrecked it. <laughs> I wrecked mine. No shit. Well, it's something to something to talk about. I, I ran remember. mine into the back of a car going thirty miles an hour. I think Clay trashed his in a race. Really? But yeah, I remember uh, seeing Clay's. Roger had a choke too. Um, he did. Did he? Yeah, I knew he had a Pinarello. That was before choke was pre P. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I had yeah. I still, I one of my, I'm, my favorite bike of all time was my Pogliagi. Oh my god! I had one of those two for a while. I bought one off of a friend. I bought one off of Todd Norton. Yeah, loved it. It had the Delta brakes on the front. Yeah. Big fat three pounds each Delta brakes. I didn't have Delta brakes. I, oh, they were cool. Oh, I had Durays. You know, it was. I mean, that was probably one of the coolest steel bikes I've ever, I've ever yeah. ridden. That was just a beautiful bike. What a perfect time to bring us to our topic. Oh, are you ready? Uh huh. I I did this for you. I am a person for others. I came up with a, what I like to consider the dumbest things cyclists have ever come up with. Pat, give her bulger. I'm here for I'm here for everybody. You know how I like lists. Oh, I, I've got one right off the top. Okay, bring it. Up. Bring it. I want to see if you have the same thing on the list. Not the first eye. Not the second eye. The third eye. Oh shit! I have it right here. <laughs> the, it is. Um, where is it? It. Um, shit! Where is it? Boom! Boom! Third eye. It was number three. I have it third on the list. The third eye rear, rear view mirror. Teach yourself to look over your freaking shoulder. That is just... I'm sorry to the people who buy those things, but you are, you have been duped. Let me let me tell you the best one ever. When we do the triathlons, <laughs> the best one I see is when you see the guy running yeah. in a triathlon, running with his sunglasses on and his third eye... He still got up. it on in the run? Still got it on in the run. I see that three times a year with his third eye, and I'm like... What? What are you afraid of? Is Bigfoot coming? I mean, is it to... one? Is it one big game of Temple Run? I mean, <laughs> all I have to do to look behind me is just glance up in the corner. If I just glance in the corner, I just see it, and there's a monster yeah, there. Those things are so dorky. I would almost like to, if I could get like a picture or something of Bigfoot, and just like put it right on their helmet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just right in the background. Holy shit, he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, good. I am so glad that the third eye, we are in agreement on that for That's all the people. Cold. Who, That's cold right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And for all those people who wear those things, I'm sorry. I've You've got to spend a little time learning to look over your freaking shoulder. In my opinion, I think a third eye, and I don't know it for sure. I mean, if people use them and they swear by them, great. I will. They still do. 
I will never use one. I can tell you that right now. You, no. If you see one on me, I'm wearing it as a joke. Yeah. If, um, if my neck is debilitated to the point of being like Michael Keaton's Batman, where he cannot move his head without turning his shoulders, I will still figure something out. Oh, I'll just get hit by a car. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> just bounce me off the hood of a freaking Prius. I'm good. I'm going to, instead of turning left, I'm going three rights. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Um, there's no way. There's no way I'd wear one of those. Yeah, okay. Um, but okay, go on. That was good. Right, yeah. Um, I, 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 I could go in order. I could just jump around. I think I'll just jump around. All right. Um, of course, this one, you're going to agree with me. You have to agree with fixed gears with no brakes on the road. Hands down, probably the dumbest, yeah. trendiest thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And I did watch, uh, what was that one with uh, Channing Tatum or whatever? Or... No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Did you watch Premium Rush? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Channing Tatum in that? I don't think so. Who's the Who's the main guy? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is that him? Yeah. Um, Premium Rush, where he's on the fixie and yeah. he takes the guy. Yeah. To the, to the bouncing rhythms of the white stripes. And, and yeah, I mean, it actually... <laughs> It's an exciting show, and I thought about oh, that yeah. race where the fixie takes on the, the 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 geared bike, the roadie in Central Park. Yeah, and uh, I thought, you know, I think I could get smoked by like a Lance Armstrong. Yeah, you know, like if Lance Armstrong's on a fixie and I got to race him through Central Park, or or anybody, I mean, Cancellara, better better yeah. example. Cause That's a great example. Yeah, Cancellara yeah. is. Let's say I'm taking on Cancellara, and I'm I'm on a he Cancellara Cancellara is probably yeah. going to win. Yeah. You know, I think even on a fixie, if he's got the right gear. That dipshit on the road bike must have been completely unfit. Well, I mean, he looked great. Yeah. He did. I mean, that guy looked fit. I mean, oh, he yeah. was ripped. He was yeah. carrying probably a little too much in the upper body to truly huge, race. Yeah, but, huge. I mean, he, he looked great. But that's what I'm saying is, is yeah, I, I saw that and I thought, you know, you get a descent on that. You rip it up. Yeah. You're gaining so much time on a descent, which says, and he also was like supposedly gaining time on the climb. Yeah, because so he if could you can, shift. Well, picture that, though. That's, that's where the race lost me because I'm like, you're gaining time on the climb and then you're ripping it on yeah. the descent. Yeah. Now, if you'd quit talking and spin that gear up and get on top of that gear, yeah. there's no way a fixie that is geared towards that could win. Yeah. Um, absent an extraordinary rider. Yeah, and and the f- fact that Hollywood made that movie. But uh, an extraordinary rider, I will say this, an extraordinary rider on a fixie could probably rip even you or me yeah. on well, a, you know. Well, and that's where track, that's why they belong on the track. It's a beautiful thing to watch a good track rider on mm-hmm. the track. Um, but I don't think it has a place in traffic with cars, with... Um, Jesus, especially the scene in that movie where she rips the brake off, you know. Oh, piece of shit. Lame. Brakes are going to kill security. you. <laughs> like, well, I grab the thing and it stops my bike. Well, here's the one thing I saw was like when like he was kind of doing the, the, the skids yeah. down, the, down the hill, which looks kind of cool. It's I mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it doesn't take much to be able to do that. No, um, you lean forward and stop pedaling. If, you, if you're person with any bike skills whatsoever yeah. you could probably sort that out yeah um but it looks cool however anybody who's ever bought tires for a road bike um <laughs> would know that you can do that once yeah um and after that quick. guess what not only are you getting to skid down and look cool you're buying a lot of fix-a-flat yeah um <laughs> so i i mean that that's something i think you know the i i saw fixie on the way up here and he had like actually a deep deep dish uh oh some of them i'm gonna say are gorgeous rolling works of art yeah they're, they're absolutely beautiful bikes they're actually kind of cool looking bikes and 
I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little torn on it because it's people out on bikes having fun. So yeah. I just I don't think like I don't like the scene around it necessarily yeah. because I, I think it even promotes smoking. Smoke. It promotes that. It promotes being a dipshit. It promotes breaking rules of the road and stuff like that. But we could have a whole show on fixie culture. We should. No, we... I still want FPC to come on. Oh, oddly enough, they won't. Yeah. Um, but I think that was dumb. Eventually, you know, you're going to learn that certain things are really dumb and dangerous. So that's that's one on my list. The next one, uh, the hairnet, the helmet, the old good old-fashioned leather hairnet helmet. I disagree that that's dumb. You th- you, how in the fuck was that thing intended to help somebody? The reason for the leather helmet. Okay, helmet, you're going to you're going to tell me the reason for the leather hairnet. I know what you're going to say. Was because nobody wanted to wear helmets. Oh, okay. And that's what they say, "Hey, wear a hat." Yeah. And it won't do you any good, but at least they'll they'll get off your back and you can wear it. I remember somebody in the early 80s telling me they prevented extremely well against skids. On your head? Yeah. So by the time my head hits the concrete or the blacktop, the last thing I'm going to be worrying about is how my part is going to look um, in a couple weeks and how much skidding is going to cause damage. It was the initial impact 0.2 seconds prior to the skid that I'm really worried about. You know, I don't know. It's a dangerous sport to begin with. The yeah. pros used to not wear helmets. And by the way, I thought they were daredevils for not oh, doing it. Shit, I yeah. am actually sad to see the Peloton in helmets. Yeah, I um, remember when it happened. Yeah. And, and and people died, and I understand that, and that's scary. But they, if you could take away the helmets today, they, they'd lose them. The Peloton, the pro oh, yeah. Peloton probably would lose helmets if they could. Yeah. Um, and... And honestly, they were, I mean, you just see those guys without helmets doing 65 miles an hour down a mountain oh my pass. God. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were literally heroes in my mind and I don't know. And so the hairnet was a way to, to skirt the rules. I like the hairnet. I will not call it dumb the, because I oh, think I it was, it was there to skirt the rules because people were trying to make them be safe. And like, fine, see, I'm wearing something. Yeah. Jackass. Especially because we called it the hairnet. I yeah. think that was what made it even dumber. Well, in I mean, my book, in my book. Well, that's all it did. What yeah. happened? Well, my hair's not blowing. Maybe I'm just saying this out of jealousy because when my teammates were wearing hairnets, I had the bell equivalent of a salad bowl on my head. Yeah. My dad was a safety Nazi, and I was I was the guy out there with six inches of foam surrounding my head. I am too, though. I mean, like you know, that's the first thing you I know, do. I it the same thing with my kid. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, what are you doing on your bike? I mean, what are you missing? Yeah. Well, I th- I think I'm good. I got my shoes. Yeah. How's your head? Yeah. You know, I've told my kid from day one, I'll buy you the coolest looking helmets. I'll if, buy you if, yeah. if you'll wear it. Any helmet you want, anything yeah. you want. And you know, the one thing was is I remember seeing a couple wrecks, um, Paul Maines, uh, yeah. where he skidded out without a helmet, and he landed on his butt. But I remember he and I were jostling in a sprint. I mean, oh. it was brutal. I yeah. I literally held my line, knowing that the road would curve. So he, I thought he'd back off, and Paul Maine is not one to back off. No. And so you know, I mean, literally, he took it so well. Um, but anyway, he goes <laughs> up down. the ass. Well, no, he literally like <laughs> pulled off a great feat of athleticism mm-hmm. and spun around on his butt in the road. And, oh, shit. But I mean, all I mean, you know, we were all there. I mean, it's all team Spokane, and, yeah. and it was a very scary moment. Then I, I seem to recall someone bouncing their head off the pavement on a ride uh, and leaving hair. Oh, and that's what I remember. should have had a hairnet on. Yeah, I mean, would have helped with that skid. That skidding, but I, I still remember that because we would ride without helmets sometimes to be badasses because all the pros didn't wear helmets, and I did that like oh, wow. probably six times in my career. Like we'd wear a, yeah like, like a sweatband or something and go for a forty mile ride or something. Yeah, and you know oh how cool you know my parents didn't care and uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah, Matt, make you smarter. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, nobody really cared if I wore a helmet or not, but everybody around me wore helmets. And yeah. generally, it was a good idea. And I will say one thing like, I crashed in Volunteer Park at a high rate of speed, busted my collarbone. And I remember hitting my head hard with a Giro um, cooler yeah. on my head and going, wow, this is going to hurt everywhere else. And I was fine. Wow. Had I crashed without a helmet, I'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I would literally have died that day or been. So you agree the hairnet was stupid. Uh, mm. Next on the list. I after don't. The th- I don't agree. After the third eye rearview mirror is um, this one I always loved. The notion that shaving your legs or sex the night before a race could have a negative effect on your performance. Do you remember that? There's still people you do who not would say. Shave still- your legs the night before a race. I had so many people tell me oh. that it would cause it would cause undue stress. No, I don't shave my legs the day of a race because it's superstition. Okay. <laughs> that's We are a superstitious bunch. And this whole sex before a race thing was huge. Uh, no, when I was – I mean, I raced as a teenager. So I never I got have sex, sex before a race. If I could have sex at any time, yeah. I would have – When I was a teenager, yeah, when I was a teacher, I, ne- I never got sex. Anyway, I was a skinny fucking bike racer, so <laughs> who the hell would want to touch that? <laughs> so Most I of the could... time, I chilled like smelled like chamois grease and – Max and chain lube. Yeah, that's all. Because well, I masturbated with it. But well, that Max was not a good one. <laughs> that was a mistake. What happened? Pat's hand is caught his crotch again. What's he doing? I don't know. It's like it dried in the Arctic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I never did that. That I just used it for humor's sake. For anybody, I would say that is number two or three. Is Max? Max. Max was a bad deal. For those of you who don't know what Max was, congratulations. You have. <laughs> Clear breathing tubes. I can because, tell you the color of it. Oh, God, it was that brick red. Kind of a purplish yeah, red. Oh, God, it was the worst energy drink in the world. It made Red Bull look like freaking tap water, I think, in terms of oh, consistency. God. It was Because so if nasty. it was weak, it was worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I just read an article with uh, Greg Lamont, 44-page article. If you haven't found 2R, which is a new online uh, publication, free magazine, by the way, um, for the iPad, brilliant. Uh, and I read a 44-page interview with Lamont by, um, oh, shit, uh, our Irish friend who's who's been busted dealing with Lance, uh, oh. Paul Kimmage. Oh, okay. And uh, he did a great review of it and and lamont talks about the whole sex before a race thing and it was i thought it was pretty funny like there is no oh my god he said i had sex every time i saw my wife why wouldn't you race or not yeah so and and there was always that fear that that was going to cause a lack of performance greg lamont had sex i think the morning of the day he won the world championships well i mean there the the problem with that is really the myth surrounding sex. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you're looking at, I mean, I, I agree that it's stupid. I think many of Americans and I think uh, American ideas on sex are 100% stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, we're a puritanical society. Oh, I mean, it's like, you know, just the labels, like girl has sex with so many guys. She's a slut. You suck one dick, you're gay. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> see that church over there? I built that church. Do they call me Pat the church builder? No. See that goat over there? You fuck one goat. <laughs> and they call you Pat the goat fucker. I you suck one that. nick and you're gay Suddenly for life. you're gay. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, fuck. Next on the list. 
Um, and I'm going to bash triathletes, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, triathletes, but arm warmers and sleeveless jerseys is one of the worst things ever to happen. For an outsider, it's oh, fuck. We got to find a way to solve this problem. And I know, I know as a triathlete, you cannot compete with sleeves because you run, it's going to chafe the shit out of your arms, Mm -hmm. and that's a problem. But when your arms are cold and you put arm warmers on and you have just that gaff exposed up top, oh, God, or even the the tramp stamp that triathletes get after they sunburn their lower back because the gap between... The, the jersey singlet. and the bottom. I, I, God, I gotta, I gotta. Somebody, somebody in the clothing business. Rich Hinkappy, but he's a friend of mine. Rich, figure out a way to make this. No, but, but, but it's, it's cycling ish. Okay. Yeah. Should okay. I? I'll throw that off the list then. I still think you've it's always dumb. hated that. I, I mean, you've probably you've wanted a, a show on that for ages, and I hate I've it. always kind of went get over it. I, I can't. I can't. And I think there are others out there who agree with me. Okay. Um, next one: hydraulic brakes on a bicycle. Um, if you have ever had a bike with hydraulic brakes, I'm not saying, you know, the disc brakes. I'm saying hydraulic. You know, where it's fluid instead of cable. It is the most high maintenance bullshit item that has ever been on a bike in my entire life. Well, it'll stop you. I think one one millionth of a second faster than a cable. Oh, it's it's efficient as all shit. My wife's bike, mountain bike, has hydraulics on it. Great stopping power. But the biggest pain in the ass to deal with that I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Here's my question, though. I mean, I've never had a bike with hydraulic brakes, but I mean, people have talked to me about it, and yeah. you know, what do you think of hydraulic brakes? I'm like, you know, I don't know much about it. I do, I do think that I would not be able to maintain them. Oh God, <laughs> Cause you gotta bleed them. So and, yeah. Oh you know, yeah. And then, then once you bleed them, then you gotta fill them. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it's you gotta it's, have all this all this equipment, it's everything something. like that. Um, but uh, the, I mean. My attitude is, is how much stopping power do you need on a mountain bike? And maybe I'm not racing at a high enough level off-road to truly appreciate hydraulic brakes. Because I think if you got it going and you, you need that stopping power and just that, that control that maybe those brakes will give you, great. Um, I, but, I mean, a disc brake? A disc brake with a cable-driven pad has always done really well. And then, Well, I mean, that's what you're talking about on yeah. a mountain bike, too. I mean, show me a high-end mountain bike that doesn't have a disc brake. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, so I'm going, how much more beyond the wheels not moving do you need? Do yeah. you need like a stick that comes out of the fork that yeah. stops your bike or <laughs> it rips through your spokes <laughs> or like maybe something from Top Gun that like catches a cable? Yeah, or exactly. I'll, he'll fly right by. He'll fly right by. <laughs> Call the ball, Maverick. Call and the ball. So, <laughs> Talk to me, Oh, speaking of, of going way back, I actually took my stepson to go see Top Gun in IMAX and 3D IMAX. And? Fabulous, except for him though. Oh no, for him, he loved it. Oh okay, it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie for the ages. Yeah. What I mean, even the jets. I mean, that's the best real footage in a movie I know of. I wouldn't know. I've never flown a jet. But I mean, but the best real footage in a movie that you could watch. Oh, that they've incorporated. Yeah, with jets and yeah. and fly right by. No, and- Iron Eagle, man. You know, I'm 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 Doug Masters, and I don't care if your name is Baklava or whatever your name was in that. I'm, that was I quoted. You just lost movie. an oil field. I quoted. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, shit. You remember? I have a pretty good mind. And uh, so uh, we, uh, but uh, we went and watched it, and it's great because I got my <laughs> nine-year-old son, and we're watching. We're eating popcorn, and we're like ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> watching Top Gun 3D. And we got we didn't have popcorn. We had candy and uh, and like ices, and we're watching it and stuff. And it's 3D, and it's yeah. IMAX. It's huge. Oh my god. Oh, it's just amazing. And so, hi. 
highway to the danger zone and everything, yeah. which was actually the song that the Creme 2 used when they did the uh, Manitou Crit coverage years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. And don't tell me you don't remember that. And so... Uh, Revving up your engines. Yeah, Let's do the hound. Oh, yeah. It was highway to the danger zone. Yeah. And, uh, and we're, we're listening to that. And there it is. The worst thing you could ever sit through with a nine-year-old, the love scene. Oh, my God. God. Kelly McGillis' nipples had to be huge in 3D. We didn't see nipples. They cut that out, I think. I don't know if there ever were. I I imagine there were. I think I remember there were. But Tom Cruise's mouth was so big. Oh, big tongue dropping into there. Yeah, Yeah. there's a tongue and everything. You thought Kelly McGillis was going to eat you. I swear (laughs) to God. It was like... I mean, watch that. <laughs> watch that. And imagine seeing that in an IMAX screen that's as big as the side of a barn. And <laughs> Kelly McGillis is coming to eat you. I mean, it's horrible oh, in God. 3D, no less. <laughs> Oh my God! I was gonna make I was gonna make a really overly uh, homosexual comment about Val Kilmer's nipples, but uh, I, I'm glad you went to Kelly McGillis. And I missed the uh, volleyball. The scene, volleyball actually, scene? yeah. I made a deal with my stepson, which was, don't do this. Um, he, we'll only watch the. No, uh, no. He got an icy. Right? Oh, okay. One of those cherry icies. Well, and I said, probably is. And a off. small. Well, no, small is a bucket. Yeah. In America. Yeah. Oh God! You know, yeah. For all yeah. Their, it's a bucket. And I said, he's like, I want a large. And I said, look, you finish the small, I'll get you another one. You're oh, not. So what? I got to give he my stepson credit. He sits down to credit. his chair. I got to. I'm brain freeze. Fuck it. I'm going. I'm going. I got to kind of throw down for the kid. Because, I mean, it became then his mission to get that down. And I don't know how he did it. He's I mean, now hypoglycemic. <laughs> he's pre-diabetic. But, yeah. um, I mean, literally the kid. I mean, and he's really not one to eat until he's full. You know, I mean, he'll, he'll eat he'll eat until he's full. And then he just sets it aside. He's not a glutton at all. And he's just. And I'm like, he's like, okay, I'm done. And it's right. Right. It must have been during volleyball. Right. The volleyball I saw it. And which is good because I didn't really need to see that. Anyway. No. Yeah. But I was I was kind of laughing about that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I said I'd do it, you know. I mean, so I went and got Shit. him another one. I yeah. think he drank like three drinks out of it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's because he had a that's huge like twelve sugar dollars. coma headache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I just don't feel I good. Sleep for a while, Dad. But I mean, you know, a deal's a deal. So yeah. you know, oh, I did God. it. But yeah. So anyway, Top Gun. Sorry to get a no. Wait, it was to... a great segue. It yeah. was a great segue. Uh, where was I? Uh, hydraulic <laughs> brakes. Bullshit. How did we get from hydraulic brakes to? Oh, we did. We were talking about planes. Uh, spinning classes. Now, I don't have a problem with spinning classes. I have a problem with spinning classes that ask you to climb out of the saddle on a stationary bike. I think that is one of the dumbest things in the world. Teaching people the most inefficient way to get out of a saddle in the entire world. I mean, yeah, it's awkward. I mean, that's like Sean Kelly trying to pick up Katniss Everdeen at a bar. <laughs> that's too That'd be a quiet conversation. Hey. Hello, do you come here often? I'm so kidding. Hello, I'm Sean. Ham kid. Fuck, she shot him! <laughs> I think my wife is into, into doing some spinning classes nowadays, and, and she tell me, she says, oh my God, we did tw- you know, 40 minutes out of the saddle. I'm going, how the hell do you Why? do how the hell do you do that? I need, I mean, I love my kinetic trainer. I'd love one of the $700 ones that I could actually shift the bike back and forth, but that's not going to happen. I'm not going to spend that much money on a trainer. But um, I, th- I think anything, I spend 99% of my time on a trainer in the saddle. 
Only time I get out of the saddle is when I can't feel anything below my waist. That's I actually get out of the saddle just to um, rest the area between yeah. my my balls. And Free butt. your junk and your mind will follow. And so I actually like if I'm just going for time. Yeah, I will get up once every five or ten minutes for a minute, and yeah. I make myself get up. I pop it into the big ring to give myself good, you know, if I'm yeah. not in the big ring, if I pop it into the big ring to give myself a good amount of resistance and just, you know, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, the, uh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly from a cycling standpoint, it makes no sense. Oh, it's what, terrible. They'll do things on the bike too, to like go, okay, flatten your back and then pedal with your legs. Mm. Cause I've gone to those spinning classes. Yeah. I think they're fun. Um, especially when I was single, they were a lot more fun. And, uh, mm. you know, um, hey, I gotta ask my wife what the fuck is going on. No, they're 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 great workout, but the problem is when they say okay, back flat up out of the saddle and you oh know, my god, and what they're doing though, I mean, they're working it, different muscle. They're groups. working different yeah. muscle groups for people who are non cyclists. So I kind of I think it's stupid. I will come to their aid on that one. It's like if you go to Oz Fitness or you know Golds or wherever you're gonna go yeah. and you're taking a spin class you probably don't give a crap about the tour you you want to look at your butt in the mirror and that's how you sculpt your body so if it's a part of your workout it is silly from a cyclist point of view but learn to shift a bike back and forth it's going to be far more beneficial for you when you're outside uh sp- that was spinning classes next one you're gonna have to agree with me on this one um i've only got three left helmet visors Baseball caps. The um, mountain I mean, bike helmet, the whole mystique that for a while that mountain bikes had to have the little clip, the little plastic visor on the front mm-hmm. that stuck out, let's be honest, a half an inch. Well, what good does a baseball cap do you? I don't know. And, I, and at what point when I'm on dirt or not on dirt do I need to have more shade on my eyes? Yeah, I think I'm, it's I'm the just dumbest effing thing ever put on a helmet in the world. Especially when you go out. I had to buy my kid's helmet, and I had to take it off. And so my kid's got three holes in the front of his helmet from where I took off the stupid effing visor. I don't care. I think it must have been a fashion thing because it's the dumbest thing I've ever ever seen. I Well, I mean, I just think... How good are visors anyway? I like actually running in a visor on a really sunny day. I will admit That's that. That's a baseball cap. It's sticking six yeah. inches off the front of your face. But for th- this is this is a, a, a little plastic attachment that goes out, let's say, maximum an inch off the front of your helmet. Well, let me finish. I mean, one thing, no. you wear eye protection. So yeah. you've, got eye, you've got eye protection there. And you're going at a pretty high rate of speed. I, I'm not a fan of the visor either. I don't I think see the dorky. benefit. And in fact, I think it could even be a safety hazard because what if you crash on it? Then it's going to come off and flip into your face. Flip in your face. Flip in your face. I think, I mean, in fact, the, the right lawyer could probably make a very good living off of lawsuits by a problematic design there you go. completely foisted upon the unknowing. I think I hear an ambulance. No, it's a cop. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I can tell the difference. Um, <laughs> um, the cycling cap. I love the look of cycling caps. I've always thought they were cool. I love the classic look. And I'm going to say I love the classic look of a, of a cycling cap over a hairnet or something like that. But I'm going to say it. I think it's a really stupid invention. Especially with the flip-up bill. Yeah, what the F is that thing really, truly good for? Other than sponsorship logo. Why it always makes me think of some guy riding to go get a single scoop of ice cream? I have yeah. no idea. It's yeah. like, 
you know, I mean, yeah. it's, hey, gelato, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, that whole Euro fixie kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not combining Euros and fixies, but I'm saying you see a lot of the fixie guys wearing them nowadays, maybe because they want to be cool and retro. I, I will say this cycling caps were different and kind of cool in the 80s. I mean, kind of different. Like if you're a cyclist, yeah. you wouldn't be, and I still couldn't wear them then. I've worn them under my helmet before, and I have to admit, it just felt stupid. I do wear a uh, cap, like a fleece cap under my helmet. In the freezing weather. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wore the other day. Yeah. Yeah, it worked great. There we go. So you agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Absolutely. but not least, last but not least, and then please say you're going to agree with this. Efficiency, my ass. The recumbent bicycle. Well, here's the first thing. The fact that they call them bicycles is wrong. It's not a bicycle. It is a... Yeah. a well, they are two wheels. They are by two... Not Two not wheels. all of them are. Most many of are the ones three. I've seen are many or three. There's a guy that goes down with like a four wheel bike every day when he can, and he rides. Did he his... lose a bet at some point in his life? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, the the fact uh, people said they were faster back in the day. Oh, they all talk about it. It's so much more efficient. It's so much. More I don't powerful. think they're faster. I don't know. I mean, I think they there's a potential. The right they're recumbent. faster because you're trying to get away from the shame. Well, yeah, I mean, you want to get in there and go, did anybody see me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think even on the flats, if you could take someone with a pair of aero bars yeah. versus... Because I think the recumbent bike concept came out in the 70s. And so the, yeah. the issue would have been a bike and, and that wind profile. And, and like if you were to take someone with just almost any pair of aero bars, a good cyclist on his bike and a good cyclist on a recumbent... And say, go across the top of Five Mile Prairie as yeah. fast as you can. I don't think the recumbent bike would have any advantage whatsoever. I bet in descending, terms of, it would have huge problems, and yeah. ascending, it would have huge problems. I bet in terms of body mechanics, is where they're probably talking about. Where you, I mean, let's be honest, you walk into an athletic club, you see those effing things everywhere. But it is that fact that you can probably push harder from a seated position like that than you could on a standard upright bicycle. Plus, the muscle groupings that you're going to use yeah. you may have a better shot of utilizing your back. Yeah, yeah. Um, than you will, whereas you're going to utilize gravity on a stand. Think how many times when you're pushing your car out of the snow, if you can put your back against the car and push Correct. with your legs on the ground. It, I'm going to say it's probably more efficient. It doesn't make the recumbent bike any less dorkier. And it's not douche. It's dork. Yeah, well, I just don't know. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen the data... Or I haven't seen anywhere where a recumbent bike um, did anything. I mean, I do recall recumbent bikes being available at the Tour de Hillier. Those speed records on the Bonneville Salt Flats and stuff like that. I yeah, don't know if they've done that. Those are completely arrow. I don't, those know, if are, those I don't are, know if that's the part of the deal or if they've they've uh, they've always been. You know, it, maybe it's because they can get the body lowered, like you're saying, and wrap that foil around them or something. I don't know. Whatever they do, I don't. I don't really know what they do, but I mean, it's it's interesting to uh, um, see it. I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't to think see, it's interesting. I think it's no, stupid. it's interesting to see the the records that they're able to set. I mean, they're they're pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, they're they're like sixty miles an hour. I, I oh, want to say, uh, just, yeah, three digits. I think I think John Howard did one where he was pushing a hundred miles an hour. Mind you, it was motor pace at start. And then he, he broke away from the thing and was able to, I don't think he, Graham Obrey's though. I think he like pulled the start. I don't know. Graham Obrey's planning something too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it's self propelled and you're on it and and you get up to those highest speeds, but 
you know, like I said, try to turn that bike yeah. or try to climb with that bike or try to shift with that bike or, you know, it's very efficient for a very specific purpose. Yeah. So. So I also remember when Steve Bauer back in the tail end of his career was designing a bike with super long chain stays. So it actually brought the, uh, the crank arm. I mean, the bottom bracket so much farther forward. It was an interesting design. I'd like to, someday I'm going to talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. Hint. Um, so I think we have come to the point in our lovely little discussion where it is time for what is now becoming famously known as the rant. Mark always has his so much more creative and free-flowing than mine, hence his his career. And um, I'm going to shut my pie hole and turn the microphone over to Mark Hodgson with the rant for tonight's show. There's a lot of times we hear where flexibility works. And it's something that I've lived my life on. Being flexible, being able to change and adapt quickly works very well. It works well for me in my profession. It's worked well for me on this show. It works well for me in general. Unfortunately, being flexible doesn't always work in athletics. I mean, let's face it. That's like Katniss Everdeen shooting rabbits and feeding them to Sean Kelly. (laughs) I mean, realistically, some things just don't work. And, And I think that's one of the things that's going our way in society and also going our way in cycling and everything else is that we, we are brought up to accept certain things as being okay and being flexible and being, being this way or that way. Case in point, my stepson had an indoor soccer league. It was fabulous. Um, it was in a great venue and everything else. I took one look at the coach who was 250 pounds and I thought the only thing she could be doing worse was smoking in front of the kids. I thought this is ridiculous. They're teaching no fundamental, no fundamentals. They're not doing anything. However, you know what? They sent out an email and she was the only one who actually volunteered. So there you go. You had something, but you had a team of kids who were showing up every Saturday night with no fundamentals, no competitiveness, and no reason to be doing it other than to just run around on a field. That's fine. In fact, with how much kids run around these days, it's probably better than most. Unfortunately, that's not what gets things done. And this is something that needs to happen in everyone's life is a little bit of discipline, inflexibility, and uncompromising devotion to what's happening. You don't get second place in the Hunger Games and go, yeah, it was a good effort. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't happen. So what I'm saying to you here tonight is, is we have this idea that flexible is good. We have this sort of unforgiving. And it does seem to me that American society, at least, is moving into this sort of everybody's a winner phase. And it bothers the hell out of me. Everybody is not a winner. This whole no child left behind. There's some points of that, and I think I'll get into that some other day on a different show with some other person. But I will say this. Yeah. Sometimes children do get left behind, especially in sports, and it's okay. In fact, there was an issue the other day of whether or not someone wanted to try out for a team. A child that I knew was going to try out for a team, and the parents decided not to let him try out because he might fail. That's okay. That's fine. That's those parents' decision not to let that child fail and not to hate the sport that he really likes right now. I understand that, and maybe that's a good decision. It was not my decision to make. But there is also something to be given for failure. Try as hard as you can and fail. It's fine. What's the problem with losing a game? What is the problem with not trying your best? 
I don't know. I think a lot of times we don't try our best because if we try our best and we don't succeed, that means we weren't good enough. Well, guess what? Most of us aren't good enough. Okay, if we were all good enough, everybody would be a pro. And it'd be this huge field and no one would be able to race anyway. So that's the idea. The idea is competition. The idea is doing the best you can with what you have. Right now, I'm 40 years old, okay? I do check my mailbox for that occasional pro contract that never comes. Okay, I get it. But I do want to do the best I can with what I have. And I'm willing to at least sacrifice a few things to do it. Right now, I'm sacrificing calories for pounds, okay? I have to do that because I'm 40. I'm not 21 anymore. But I think some dedication and some other things will really pay off for me to have a good, productive season. I think that's for everybody. Flexibility, yeah, it has its place and it has its uses. But so does rigidity, devotion, discipline, and everything else that goes with it. There's nothing wrong with actually sacrificing to get something. And that's my rant today. I actually believe that you should sacrifice. You should give to get. And the whole everybody's a winner is nuts. God, I hate when you do that. In the packfiller.com studios, I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. We will catch you guys next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.